There were two more murders 15 miles away. We have Everyone knows the name Jack the Ripper. He is cemented in history because, to this day, his identity is completely unknown. And on August 31st, 1888, Jack the Ripper would claim his first victim. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. During the mid-19th century, Britain as a whole experienced a large influx of immigrants. This made parishes, like that of Whitechapel, extremely crowded. With this crowding came a rise in robbery, violence, alcohol dependency, and endemic poverty that drove many women into sex work. In October of 1888, it was estimated that there were 62 brothels and 1,200 women working in the Whitechapel Parish alone. All of these facts led to the difficulty in discerning victims of Jack the Ripper from victims of other desperate crimes, though he does have a distinctive M.O. There were 11 total murders from April 1888 to February 1891, which police referred to as the Whitechapel murders, but opinions vary on if some or all of these women were from the same murderer or even Jack the Ripper. It is, however, known that five of these murders, referred to as the canonical five, are Jack's victims. The first of those victims was Mary Ann Nichols, found August 31st, 1888, in Bucks Row. Her throat was severed by two cuts and her lower abdomen partly ripped open by a deep, jagged wound. There were several other incisions on the abdomen as well. The body of Annie Chapman was found on September 8th. Her abdomen was ripped entirely open, her uterus removed. In the case of Annie, there was one witness who described seeing her just 30 minutes before her body was found with a dark-haired man. Next were the bodies of Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes, both found on September 30th. Elizabeth's cause of death was one clean cut on her main artery on the side of her neck. There was no further mutilation done to her body, which has caused some argument on whether or not she was a true Ripper victim or if he was just interrupted. Catherine was found on the same day, her throat severed and abdomen ripped open by a long and deep wound. Her left kidney and major part of her uterus had been removed. As with Annie Chapman's murder, a witness saw the woman shortly before the murder, but he claimed it was a fair-haired man with Catherine. The murders of Elizabeth and Catherine were referred to as the double event and was a change from the Ripper's one victim at a time MO. Another difference in this crime was the discovery of a piece of Catherine's bloody apron and a piece of graffiti that seemed to implicate someone of Jewish descent. But it was unclear if the graffiti was left by the murderer because this type of writing was commonplace in Whitechapel. Mary Jane Kelly was found on November 9th. Her throat was severed down to the spine and her abdomen completely emptied of its organs, her heart missing completely. She is the last of what is considered the canonical five, which all took place during the night on or close to a weekend and either at the end of a month or a week after. It is believed the murders ended with Kelly due to the murderer's capture, death, institutionalization, or immigration. There were four more murders after that of Mary Jane Kelly, but it was never connected to the other woman and believed to be a separate killer. 
One of these women was hanged, another a severed carotid artery, but only minor cuts on her body. The third was a headless and legless torso that remained unidentified, and the last was one with a severed throat, but no mutilation. All, some, or none of these women could be additional Ripper victims. Another headless torso was found in October of 1888 in the basement of the new Metropolitan Police headquarters that were similar to the previous torso discovered. The two torsos were part of a larger case called the Thames Mysteries. It is debated amongst Ripperologists if the torso killer and Jack the Ripper were one and the same. That is part of the appeal of Jack the Ripper. No one, not even Ripper experts, are 100% positive about how many victims or even who the victims of Jack the Ripper were. There are a lot of what they call Ripper myths that connect many murders that may or may not be one killer. More than 2,000 people were interviewed and upwards of 300 were investigated in the quest for Jack the Ripper's true identity. 80 people were detained as suspects. Butchers, slaughterers, surgeons, and physicians were suspected because of the precision of the cuts made on the victims. But all local butchers and slaughterers were investigated and cleared. It is also believed that the pattern created with the dates was due to the killers working on one of the camel boats that went between London and mainland Europe, though none of the dates corresponded with any known ship. Jack the Ripper has been connected to even crimes in the United States and to many of our own serial killers. Some even believe he and H.H. Holmes are one and the same. Hundreds of letters came in claiming to be the killer. Three of those letters are considered prominent. The Dear Boss letter, Saucy Jack postcard, and the From Hell letter. Though even those have come into question as some are believed to have been written by newspaper writers to keep business alive. While facts are hazy on this case, the fact remains that these murders have never been solved. The story of Jack the Ripper is a combination of legend, research, folklore, and pseudo-history, and there are over a hundred hypotheses about Jack the Ripper's identity. So much time has passed that it is unlikely we will ever know who he really was or even if the murders were executed by one man. This is why he is cemented in our history books, has become our own unidentified boogeyman. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 1st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. 
They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. 